Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bitter Rivals podcast, episode 57 here. May the 1st, we are one day away from playoff hockey. Um, we could not, well, I could not be more excited for this. <laughs> I could this, be a little more excited. Yeah, you know, maybe if your team was in, in the playoffs or had any chance of getting there in the next five years, then you might be excited. Relax, but relax, Fortunately, relax. that's not the case. Anyway... So, uh, yeah, we're probably going to keep this episode pretty short and sweet. We've got a few things to go through. First thing is, uh, you know, the Leaf situation heading into the playoffs here. That's obviously um, on, the, on the top of the mind of every Leaf fan is what's going on. What are the injuries looking like? How are we going to match up against Tampa? Because that's who we got. The two-time Stanley, cha- Stanley Cup champions is our reward for having the best season in franchise history. So... <laughs> It's going to be fun. Anyway, let's uh, let's hop right into it. Obviously, one of the biggest things for the Toronto Maple Leafs is Michael Bunting is uh, doubtful for game one, it looks like. Andre Kasha, it looks like he will be playing in game oh, one. Yeah, yeah he's, he'll be a game time decision, but he was skating today in uh, on the third third line. So that was nice to see. Um, yeah, and Jack Campbell looks healthy and, and he's played really well his past five five starts or so so that's something that uh that's something that the Leafs are going to need here because obviously the the goaltender on the other end is is an absolute the best goalie in the league he's a mutant he's he's terrifying and he can steal a series all in himself Tampa like the players in Tampa could have the worst series of their lives and still win because they have Andre Vasilevsky it's really really that simple to be honest with you um, so I think, and just to stay on the Leafs here for a minute, I think the key yeah. moving forward here is obviously goaltending Jack Campbell needs to be the best Jack Campbell that he can be. And Matthews and Marner have to go absolutely God mode. They have to go God mode. They have to play like they are two of the top five players in the National Hockey League because they are. And they need... That that's the only thing we can do here. Like I'm gonna sound like a broken record today, but those two cannot combine for one goal like they did against Montreal last year. It just yeah. cannot happen. Well, that's just that's a recipe for disaster. Any for any team, if your two top fucking players combine for one goal and a couple assists over a seven game series, yeah, not an ideal scenario. So let's avoid it. Let's hope they avoid it. And you know what? A guy scores sixty goals. I I have faith. I have faith that he can get this done. I really, truly do. So, I don't know. I I, I don't really have much else to say, to be honest with you. <laughs> I I think, obviously, barring injuries and stuff, we have like like we don't have any excuses this year. We just got to get it done. And I don't want to hear it if we lose to Tampa. Oh well, that's the two-time Stanley Cup champion. I don't care. I don't care. We're a better hockey team than them, in my opinion, and we need to play like it and show it. So. That's what I have to say about that. Um, I can't wait to get this started. I I I cannot wait. Um, I I just and and you know what? If they do beat Tampa, or when they do beat Tampa, look out, <laughs> look out. Oh, you're getting a Tampa, little ahead of yourself. The, they should be the favorites to win the cup, in my opinion. If they beat the two-time Stanley Cup champion, they should. Yeah. If they beat Tampa, they're they're probably up there as one of the top one or two contenders. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there's, so, there's still a couple teams in the West that are fucking disgusting. But we'll get into yeah. that a little later. Yeah, we could definitely get into that a little later. We're gonna go over each individual series, give a prediction, what we think is gonna happen. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun playoff run, regardless of what happens. It, it just feels like it's gonna have some great energy this playoffs. Uh, I I don't know. I, it feels like there's a lot of a uh, lot of really really heavy matchups all the way through. Uh, the East especially is going to be a fun one. Like it's going to be a lot of fun. And again, I can't wait. Anyway, I've been talking for a while now. Here, you go ahead. Yeah. Well, so the Habs wrapped up uh, their season this week. Uh, started on Sunday night uh, with a loss six four to the Bruins. Um, I mean, it was a really, really good game against a really good team. Um, it was also, they had the Guy Lafleur tribute uh, pregame. 
uh, 10 minutes standing ovation from the crowd. Uh, the PA announcer tried three times to get the crowd to stop every time they booed him and continued to cheer because Habs fans are just the best in the world. Uh, and just another nice okay. thing was <laughs> uh, Gallagher uh, refused to let the Habs leave the ice uh, after the game until they went over to uh, underneath Guy Lafleur's banner and gave it one more salute, which is just a nice gesture, um, you know, all things considering. Uh, then we went to New York uh, and played the Rangers AHL team and beat them 6-3. Um, Jeff Petrie, or sorry, 4-3. Uh, Jeff Petrie scored uh, the uh, winner with uh, 30 seconds left in the game. That was nice. Uh, <laughs> and then Friday night, uh, final game of the season against the Panthers at home, and we slapped them 10-2. Yeah. <laughs> and again, they played their AHL team. They uh, they rested basically all of their top players. Uh, a couple of their guys, Lundell, and I forget who the other one was, uh, were on the bench but didn't play any shifts. Um but I mean, I, I don't care. It was fun as a Habs fan. Carey Price, uh, it was his 700th career start, get, gets the win with about 30-odd saves. Uh, Jordan Harris scored his first NHL goal. Uh, Nick Suzuki became the only Hab this season to play all 82 games. And the icing on top of the cake, Cole Caulfield got his first career hat trick. So it was a, it was a great way to end the season for us, you know. For all the, for all the shit that we went through and... If you'd said at the beginning of the year, hey, on the last game of the season, you're going to slap the Panthers 10-2 at home with Price getting a win and Cole Caulfield getting a hat-trick out of fucking ripped your arm off for it. So, can't complain. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, yes, the Habs are actually the first team in NHL history to finish 32nd overall. Hey, another one for Offici the record book, boys. Let's go. <laughs> officially... The worst team in hockey this year. Yep. So that was pretty gratifying as a Leafs fan, to be to be completely honest with you. Well, I you know like I could cheer you, but what was also really gratifying was like eliminating you guys in the playoffs last year. So yeah, like no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. 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 No, it's 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 kind of wild that within within a year's span, you guys went from a Stanley Cup final to literally being the last place. That's just crazy to me. And I, I know, I know, we've done this a million times on this podcast. Like injuries, injuries, injuries. You know, they don't even count, man. You can't even. They don't even count. Like, bro, I like, I literally, I sent. I know, I sent you the picture the other day of the, the, the game five, the, the game five roster, and I scratched out all the guys that are fucking gone, and there's like six guys left. But anyways, I don't want to do this again because it's the same argument we have, and it just we just go in circles. So let's not fucking waste any time on it. Joke of an organization. Anyway, um, so do you want to do uh, awards first and we'll go through our awards? Or did you want to go right to playoff series first? Up to you. Uh, let's do awards and our preseason predictions first, and then we can move into playoffs and keep it flowing nice and smooth there. Yes. So in terms of actual NHL awards, the only two that we can uh, verify right now are the Art Ross for most points and the Rocket for most goals. Uh, you went two for two. You had McDavid uh, winning the Art Ross and Matthews winning the Rocket. I went yes. one for two. I had McDavid winning the Art Ross and Ovechkin winning the Rocket. Yes. So I'm pretty good at what I do here. When yeah, I, to... I, I, I got to give you a shout out, man. Uh, episode 30, this season's fucking preview uh, episode, or yeah, preview episode. Uh, you said Matthews was hitting 62 and 82. Uh, you are not far off. I was it's 60 all. and 73, I know. <laughs> I know. Like that, that is was, some mystic stuff. That is some game. absolutely mystic stuff. Okay, so let's go through here. So, yes, you were right. The only two we can verify are those two. We can talk about the other ones, though. So, yeah. uh, Hart, I had McDavid. You had McDavid. I don't think that anybody in the world didn't have Connor McDavid, to be honest yeah. with you. It's Connor <laughs> McDavid. But yeah. I think that we can agree he's still in the still in the conversation for the trophy, yeah. first of all. I don't believe he, he wins it. I think Matthews wins it. But... Uh, that that's that's a pretty money pick. 
Connor McDavid yeah, but... to win the Hart Trophy. Like, and, you and know, it's funny because I, so I, I re-listened to our preview episode to make sure you know I had everything right here, and that's basically what the conversation we had was like. McDavid is just he's always going to be as long as he's healthy and playing he's always going to be in that conversation so yeah so then let's move on to our our predictions for the Calder you you had Caulfield which is a fair pick from and and you know what if Dominique Ducharme didn't exist he might have won it but so Dominique Dominique Ducharme does exist oh he he absolutely sewered him he absolutely sewered Cole Caulfield I was going to pull up the, the rookie scoring stats because Caulfield I think finished yeah, one uh, one goal behind Tanner Janot for the uh, rookie scoring and goals, and finished uh, sixth in points. And let's be let's be real, he didn't play with a competent coach for 37 games. For half the season, he was playing under an absolute moron. He would have run away with the the Calder and the points rookie points race if he had a, a real coach the whole season. Yeah. But that being said, there are also a couple of rookies who had phenomenal years that we didn't really see coming. Well, one of them, one of the rookies having a phenomenal year was my pick, and that is yes. Michael Bunting. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I got to give you a promise here because I was grandfather Michael Bunting. I was roasting you in the preview uh, episode when we made that prediction. I I really thought that he was going to get like five goals. You know, I thought you know, haha. Um, but no, like he he had a really really good year. Yeah, like he is going to probably be a Calder finalist. Um, yeah, probably. Like I would imagine he is going to be one of the three. Like it, it, we, I think we we can confirm that it's probably going to go to Cider. Yeah, that's and, just. And you know, it's funny. Not, we didn't mention him at all in our fucking preview. He, I don't want to say came out of nowhere, but he was not on our radar for that at all. And he's had a no. phenomenal year. He has. He has had a phenomenal year. Uh, so Vesna is probably going to go to Igor Shosturkin. We both picked Vasilevsky, but I'm pretty sure that is, like, that's like the McDavid pick. Yeah, know? no, it's, I was, it's the exact same. <laughs> yeah. So Norris, I noticed you have three picks, which is totally blasphemous and against well, the rules. That's outrageous. Low-key, low key, I had, like, six. <laughs> um, but uh, what we... Well, what I said anyways was there was a group of about five or six guys. So Hedman, Petrangelo, Fox, Makar, and I forget who uh, the, f- the fifth one was. Yossi? But I basically, uh, no, it wasn't you. Shea Theodore. Shea Theodore was the fifth one. And I had said, like, I couldn't pick between any of those five. It could be any of the five. Uh, you you straight up said Kale Makar, um, and, like, outright. So, and I think you're probably right. Well, it's between him and Yossi. Yeah. And you can argue until your face is blue about different metrics like Kale McCarr gets more like he 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 should deserve more consider consideration for the ward, even though he has less points because he starts in the defensive zone more and Roman Yossi only gets sheltered minutes starting in the offensive zone and on the power play and blah, 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 blah. You can go on and on and on. It never goes to who it should. And that's the, the like, honestly, Victor Hedman should win it every year because he's yeah. solid, solid, solid defensively. And. Well, and Kale McCarr is getting there too, but and he also puts up points offensively. Like Victor Hedman had a career year this year, nobody's even talking about it, man. Yeah. Like he has a career high in points. Like nobody's even talking about it. I literally did not know that until right now. So like, there you go. That's it's crazy, and you know, I picked McCarr because it always goes to the guy with the flashiest hands and the guy who does the most dipsy doodling and and non defensive defenseman stuff. You know what I mean? So. That's that's why I picked Makar, and yeah, you're probably right. I'm probably going to get that one. Selkie, we both had Bergeron. Uh, even more of a lock than McDavid for the Hart yeah. or, or Vasilevsky for the Vesna. Like, that's just, if you don't pick Bergeron, you're an idiot. Um, yeah, so don't need to say much about that. We, we each had their, our respective teams for the Cup. I think yeah. it's hilarious that you had them finishing first, and they finished 32nd out of 32. But it'd it be what it be. Yeah. Uh, I obviously had the Leafs and that is possible and maybe even likely. And we didn't choose Con Smythe, but we can kind of do this now because yeah. we're just starting the playoffs. So I'm going to have the Leafs winning the cup still and I am going to take Mitch Marner for the Con Smythe. Okay. I am going to go. I'm looking at the bracket right now. 
I'm going to go Calgary takes the cup and Johnny Gaudreau takes Conn Smythe. That would be something to see. Uh, we also had our own made-up Panarin Award, which is uh, Rookie of the Year, but is like over the age of 25. And we both had bunting for that one, and he definitely, uh, it won't get awarded, yeah. but we can update that because we made that award, so we can give it to him. Yeah, I don't I don't think anyone else really qualifies for it, so... Uh, yeah, no. I mean, a win by default is still a win for him, so... <laughs> yes. Okay, so uh, we had some other preseason predictions here, so... For all-stars from their respective teams, uh, you had Suzuki and Caulfield. You were half right. Yep. Right? It was yep. Suzuki was the representative. Yep, Suzuki was our one. I had half. Matthews, Marner, and Muzzin. I don't know where my Muzzin pit. That's outrageous that I said that. <laughs> um, I, it was based mostly on the fact that you wanted him to get recognition for being how good he is. Uh, you and compared, then he sucked. And then he sucked. You compared him to Shea Weber at one point as well. Uh, not in terms of ability, but just in terms of, like... His whole Stop. game. Yeah. 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 No, that's outrageous for me to do. Uh, so um, you had, it was Matthews, Marner, and Jack Campbell, right? That was, yeah. Jack, no, it was point? just Matthews and Campbell. Martin? I know. <laughs> Mitch Marner wasn't at the All-Star game. No. <laughs> okay. Want to know the best part? You know how they had like the player vote to get or the fan vote to get like one last guy from each division in? Yeah. It wasn't even him for us. It was Tavares. <laughs> Mitch Marner uh... is literally one of the five best hockey players on the planet. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's something to It's really something. I do not like Mitch Marner. But how is he not at the All-Star game? <laughs> like, he's, yeah. He's marketable. He's all for the kids, which is what the whole fucking thing's for anyway. Yeah. Like, how is he, of all people, not that? I know. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway. Um, most excited to see was another, pre like, here's some more preseason pre predictions. Back to that. We kind of got a little bit. But that is outrageous. Most excited to yeah. see thing. Uh, Caulfield in a full bell, bell center was your answer. Uh, playoff and demons exercised. Which hasn't so you've yet. not, yeah, you have not really seen yours yet, but I'm just going to speak on Caulfield and the Bell Center. Um, yeah, he fucking blew the roof off that place. When we, because well, the first kind of quarter of the season, we didn't have fans in the building, uh, which wasn't fun. Um, so we didn't really get to see it till kind of January, February ish. Um, and it wasn't great. But then when Marty St. Louis came in, he gets rolling and like he had some moments in there. He had uh, like his, he had scored two goals in eight seconds, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, lit the place up. He had a couple OT winners, a couple late tying goals, and then obviously the hat trick on the uh, final night of the season. Like he, when he's got that place chanting his name at 21, 22 years old, like that's fun. It's yeah. it's great. Yes, can confirm. Um, so for. The next one here, we had bounce back years. You had Brandon Gallagher, who had an absolutely horrendous season. Pitiful. Like, and it really it kind of sucks. Um, oh, because the bounce back was, you know, he had played a lot of uh, the previous season hurt. And so I was hoping, you know, get healthy and kind of keep it rolling. But he kind of fell into that same, I don't want to call it routine, but he, he kept getting hurt. Didn't play fully healthy. And I, he just never found his real rhythm. Plus the loss was two line mates in Deneau and Tatar. Just kind of threw things off. I was, yeah, I was really wrong on this one. And uh, I mean, it'll probably be my pick for next year. But, you know, that's that's for October. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so for my bounce back year, I had Ilya Mikheyev, who had a career high in goals and points in an actual, in an injury shortened season. So I was pretty spot on with that one, too. Yeah. He had a hell of a year, Ilya Mikheyev. Um, moving on. Oh, and one more thing about Ilya Mikheyev. He is going to get fucking paid. Like, he yeah. is going to get paid this summer. And it will not be in Toronto. <laughs> There's no way. It's going to be very similar to high, the high man situation, I think. Like, he's going to get paid. Uh, up next, we had breakout players. You had Jake Evans, who, if, I, if my memory serves me correct, he didn't have that bad of a year. No, he... 
so and so the thing with the breakout player was we made like this wasn't going to be a guy who was going to like you know throw up like 40 goals or like go crazy because a guy who was just going to have you know a real like so for, for jake evans it was one of those things where he last season was kind of a fourth line you know healthy scratch in and out of the lineup uh this year he solidified his spot like he is our third or fourth c there's no reason when he's healthy for him to not be in the lineup. Uh, he's great. He's kind of proved that he can be great on the penalty kill and kind of play in all situations. Just be a really steady, constant guy for us. And uh, yeah, so I definitely think I nailed that prediction. I think he put up career high in goals, but I might have to just double check that quick. Well, I remember asking you, like, for, because I, I wanted to know for Tim's picks early in the season, if there was anybody on the Habs that uh, was was scoring maybe a little bit more than they would have were expected to. And you said Jake Evans. So... Yeah, um, um, yeah. A career high in uh, goals with 13, assists in 16, and points with 29 in 72 games. Good for him. Um, so I had Nick Robertson, and that didn't pan out a lot due to injuries as, as well. Uh, he actually just went through a stretch in the AHL where he had, I believe it was 12 goals and 19 points in a 17-game span in the A. So that was uh, that was pretty cool. We called him up just because there were some injuries, right, with Bunting going out and yeah. and resting some old guys, getting them ready for the playoffs, like the Spetsos and the Simmons and the Cliffords. Um, but that gave him an opportunity, and he still doesn't really seem like he's running with it, which is kind of unfortunate. Like, I don't know, especially seeing how good his brother is down in Dallas. 40 goal scorer, Jason Robertson. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Like, man. Who saw that coming? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's crazy. But, like, I don't know. I, I think we we just were left wanting more from Nick Robertson, to be honest with you. That's oh, he's all. still pretty young, though, right? Yeah, he's young. But, I don't know. I don't know. He just, we you want him to be a part of the lineup, and he's not. You know, you want him to be able to... And, and again, it's been an injury-riddled season season for him. He got injured in the NHL, went down to the AHL. Pretty sure he got injured down there, too. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. And, you know, it's it's it sucks, but it, it's what happens. Uh, moving on, we had under-the-radar players. So you had uh, Romanov. Um, and I, I would like to say that I absolutely nailed that. Uh, he had a, a great year for himself. Again, like, this isn't like, you know, this and breakout player aren't like, you know, your superstar guys. These are, you know... Your younger guys, your lower in the lineup guys, having good years. Um, but he did actually win the Jacques Beauchamp Trophy as the Habs' unsung hero this season. So that's a uh, a media and player vote. Uh, Sam Montebeau finished second, and Jake Evans actually finished third in that. But uh, he kind of was in a shit spot, if we're being honest here. Um, so with Shea Weber out, obviously, uh, Joel Edmondson was out. Jeff Petrie played most of the season like dog shit. Uh, David Savard missed a lot of the season. He was kind of one of the only, and like I'm going to say in quotations, like senior players we had playing defense for a very long time, which is weird because it's only his second year. And he played really, really great. Obviously, he still has mistakes in his game, but as you know, a 21-year-old kid, you kind of expect that still. Um, he still has a massive ceiling, a lot of room to grow. But his game just got better and better and better. And as he kind of needed to have more responsibility, uh, even, especially after the Sherratt trade, because we didn't really bring anyone else in other than young players, he had to move up in the lineup. Um, and he handled it really, really well. Um, he kind of has a reputation around the league now as being a guy that when he's on the ice, you have to pay attention now because he's going to fuck you up. Like I, I've sent you a bunch of clips of him running guys over. All of them are clean hits. Like yeah. he's just he's had a really, really great year. Um, and yeah, again, a guy who flew under the radar, Alexander Romanov. Great year for him. Yeah. So uh, my under the radar player was Andre Kasha, who unfortunately has, again, you know, the poor guy, man. He he can't catch a break when it comes to brain injuries. The guy, like, it seems like every time he gets back and healthy, he gets another shot, blow to the head and he's out. But when he is playing, he is one of one of the better offensive forwards that we have for depth pieces. Obviously, he's yeah. not one of the better offensive forwards we have in general. But when we're talking third, fourth line guys, that's a guy that you can throw in a line with a guy like David Camp, and you can expect him to score some goals and also get David Camp some goals, which is nice, because David Camp has a career high in goals this year as well. A lot of that is to do with Andre Kasha, because they played on that line together. They're really good friends. They go way back to the to Czechia, like 
they used to play yeah. together there. Um, and yeah, he, I, I would say I hit that one pretty nailed that one on the head too. He, when he's healthy, he's fantastic. I'm, I'm not sure what his numbers are. Let's take a look here. So Andre Kasha. Um, so he only has 50 games played, uh, 14 goals, 13 assists, 27 points, plus four rating. Uh, so that's pretty on par with his, his career. Yeah. What do you want to get? He's basically a half a point a game guy. Yeah. That, that's 40 points over 82 games from a, a bottom six guy. Like that's, just, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think I hit that one, but the unfortunate part is 50 out of 82 games. And the style of play that he he plays with is outrageous. Like, he's like an actual kamikaze out there. He goes, like, it'll be a 10 nothing game, and he'll go flying knee first into the net on a two-on-one breakaway for no reason. For absolutely <laughs> no reason. Like, we don't need another goal. Like, just for the vibes? Just to score again for some reason, <laughs> with like a minute left in the game, we're up 10 nothing in this. Like, he's done that. I don't think it was 10 nothing, but there was a game earlier in the season. I remember I was like, what are you doing, man? Just just stop. Like, we're <laughs> up like four or five goals here. Like, you don't need to go crash the net right now. Like, at all. <laughs> anyway, that that's just the kind of uh kind of guy he is, though. And that's that's what makes him the player that he is, and what made why I had him as an under-the-radar kind of guy. Yeah. Uh so let's move on to some postseason reaction here. Uh favorite moments. So Yours is? Uh, it's got to be Carey Price's return a couple weeks ago. Just, uh, like, for all the shit that we went through this year, just, like, to hear the Bell Center fucking blow up in warm-ups when Carey Price hit the ice was fucking great. Got the big ovation, and then when he got announced as the starter when they were doing the starting lineups. Just phenomenal stuff. Because it was his first real chance to be back in the building. To hear the, you know, the crowd cheering his name after, you know, 280-something-odd days, like... It was just great. Just great. Yeah. Uh, so mine, I actually had a hard time with this one between uh, Matthews scoring 55 to break Vibes' record or number 60. And I chose 60 because it's almost like you get the best of both worlds there because to have 60, you also have to have 55. Yeah. That makes sense. And yeah. also... That, that's how math works, Dave. Yeah. And also the 60th goal was just textbook Austin Matthews outwork the guy at the blue line keep it in be stronger than him skate right down main street and absolutely rip a wrist shot over the shoulder top cheddar on alex it was beautiful nadalkovich too when he let it in you could you knew that he knew what just happened he's like you see his face just go no i just let in 60 that's gonna be on the highlight reels for a long time <laughs> yeah like you see him just go mm, man <laughs> But how do you stop that? Like that you particular don't. goal? How do you even like, un like unless unless you're like Andre Vasilevsky or like playoff carry price? That like, was crazy. That was crazy. That yeah. shot was uh, and, and you know what? Chris Cuthbert and, and I've always liked Cuthbert. He's been driving me nuts a little bit this year to be honest with you, but he called it so well. He could like he literally before the puck while the puck was in the air, after it had left the stick, before it crossed the line, he was like, here we go. Like, he knew it was going in before it went in. Like, it was wild. It was it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Uh, moving on. Best goal. This is one that you came up with, and I like. I feel like I'm missing a very obvious one. But anyway, you go ahead. Yeah, so I kind of cheated here. Um, I went with Cole, uh, Cole Caulfield's two goals in eight seconds against Arizona. That was kind of like a turning point for our season because um, it was a few games into the Marty St. Louis era. You know, Coffee had had a couple of goals, a couple assists, you know, he was kind of picking it up, but uh, he scored two and eight seconds against Arizona in the Bell Center. And it just kind of felt like, oh, okay, like now we're starting to fucking go. And I mean, anytime you're, you know, I'm going to say in quotations, your superstar rookie uh, rips two goals in eight seconds. It's just, it's just a great time. Yeah, can't argue with that. Uh, so I had the Matthews overtime winner in Dallas just because it was a absolute beautiful goal. But I like it was. It, but you could also another thing. I was going to put the 60th, Matthews yeah. 60th, 
because that was an outrageous goal as well. He scored so many goals this year. Mitch Marner has scored so many goals this year that are just insane. Like at the beginning of the year, some of the things that those kids were doing, like like literally stopping like on a breakaway and making a drop pass. Like they did it like three well, times at the beginning of the year. When I was when I was thinking of like Leafs goals, because you were saying you're kind of struggling, the ones that kind of came to my mind, um, I think it was Bunting and Marner. Where he I forget which one of the two went in on a breakaway, dragged the goalie out of the net and just threw it across for fucking Mark- the other one. Yeah. Like just yeah. It was beautiful. Oh, right. Yeah, just who even thinks of doing that is yeah. what goes through. When I see that, I just go, who even thinks of that? Yeah. Anyway, uh, biggest surprise. You had the Marty St. Louis impact. Explain that one. Okay. So I was kind of, again, kind of torn on this one. Because I originally I had how fucking shit Dom Ducharme was as a coach. That was kind of the biggest surprise. But I kind of realized, you know, not that it was a surprise, um, because when Marty St. Louis got hired, the uh, the reaction from the hockey community was like, what the fuck? Like, this guy who was coaching fucking peewee hockey, never coached in the NHL before, never held, like, a front office job or anything, um, getting the reins of the Montreal Canadiens for the back half of the season, 40-ish games. Um, and I didn't really... S- set the bar very high for him all he really had to do to be like in quotation successful was just not be total dog shit um you know all he had to do was just kind of steady the ship not do anything incredible and we would be like all right great job like that's fine um but he got the team playing like actually like half decent hockey he got fucking cole caulfield nick suzuki going he got josh anderson going he sorted out our defense which was just fucking horrific under Ducharme. And again, not saying that, you know, problems are solved great, but like the considering the expectations when we brought him in as the interim head coach, also just quick on this, uh, both him and Kent Hughes have confirmed they're working on extension, so he'll be back next year, which is great. Uh, he's definitely earned that opportunity to keep going. Um, everything we've seen so far has been really good. Um, you also have to remember with the trade deadline, we lost a bunch of players and didn't replace them with um with immediate replacements, right? We brought, we got trapped picks and young players. So, you know, yeah. uh, I think he did a really, really, really good job of not just steadying the ship, but kind of getting it going in the right direction. I think he's of like coaches available that are, that are going to be available this summer. I think he's probably the best guy to keep us going forward. So yeah, I was absolutely the biggest prize season was his impact. Yeah, and do you know what? I don't. I, I can't argue with it. It did taper off towards the end of the season. The the impact, I think, and we can agree on this. I know we can. Is the biggest thing for me with him was he knew how to get Caulfield going, which I think yeah. you guys needed as a fan base. Like, well, I, you know, I well, you, I think any any time suck hurt you guys more than losing did. Like, yeah. to be honest with you. Anyway. Yeah, because that's the thing is like even, you know, there's, there, he's had a couple, two or three, four game stretch under St. Louis without, you know, points or goals or anything. But you at least watching, he's like, he's playing well. And that was the thing with Ducharme, you know, Ducharme just didn't trust me. Threw him on the fourth line playing with fucking Pizzetta and Dauphin, which is just not what you want to do with, cool you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Whereas Marty, Marty St. Louis, you know, kept him with Suzuki. He actually switched up uh, who was playing with the two of them to kind of get them going when you got Anderson on there and then they kind of started firing. It was great. Um, yeah. And yeah, because getting Caulfield going was probably like, you know, that was the, the, the key to all of this because anytime, you know, you're the guy who's supposed to be scoring your goals, isn't scoring. Like that's an issue. That's concerning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for my biggest surprise of the year, uh, I did not see Tim, the, the emergence of Timothy Bilgren as as one of like a, like a guy that is definitely going to be playing in the playoffs like you know what i mean like yeah. I, I wouldn't maybe call him top four yet but his impact and especially his impact since geo's come over and become his partner that that pairing is fantastic like i i love them he's so and you know what him i i have him past sandine right now like lilgren's higher on the death chart than sandine and i don't think anybody saw that coming so yeah, that's the biggest surprise for me. Um, I was I actually, good, but I think a lot of people were were kind of disappointed in him. Anyway, go ahead. I was just about to say that. Like, I remember like the hype when he got drafted, and like, oh, like he's supposed to be this big shot. 
they bring in uh, Sandine, I think it was a year later in the draft or a year or two yeah. later. And Sandine kind of this whole time has been ahead of him on the depth chart. Like, and I know yeah. this is out, outsider looking in, right? I've always seen Sandine as the better of the two. Um, so yeah, like when, when he kind of started picking it up this season, like I, even I was surprised, you know? Yeah. And he sure was, he, he led, he was very high to the top of the league and, in a, in a lot of deeper analytics, like X goals for, he was like somewhere yeah. close to 67%, which is outrageous. Yeah. Like that's, that's crazy. And there's gotta be like, he's not that good, but he's, he's really, really good. And he, he's somebody that I think the Leafs not are going to rely on, but it'll really, really help our chances in the, in this playoff series, if he can keep up what he has been doing. And I think keeping him on that line with, with on that pairing with Gio is, is good for the both of them, honestly. Uh, so team MVPs, you had Suzuki. Yeah, yeah so I, I had this uh, written in before uh, the Canadians announced, I think it was yesterday, that he actually did win our MVP award, uh, to the surprise of nobody. Uh, it felt like at times this season, especially through December and January, where, you know, we weren't even playing with full rosters, we were playing with, you know, 11 forwards, 5D, because we just didn't have people. It was, you know, AHL guys, you know, three quarters of the team. Uh, Nick Suzuki put the team on his back and he was kind of the only good thing about us for a very long time. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind he was our MVP. Without him, I don't think we win 10 games. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Wild got him in the Patriotty DLA and now he's team MVP. Well, I think he, that's, and when people shit on Bergevin, I'm like, man, that was a great deal. You brought in a yeah, guy. Bergevin sucked. I, you, you brought in a guy who put up, you know, close to 30 goals for you in Thomas Tatar's season. He's he a 25-goal guy. Um, and then you also brought in a future captain in Nick Suzuki. Yeah. Like, good deal. Good deal. Good hockey deal. Fair. Uh, um, so I had Matthews, and I don't even really need to do much explaining there. <laughs> no, I was just about to say, I think that's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Uh, biggest disappointment. You had Dominique Ducharme. We've already explained how useless yeah. he was back when we were talking about the MSL impact. Uh, my biggest disappointment was Nick Ritchie because he was horrid, uh, like just, just awful, like just really, really, really not good um, in a Leafs uniform. I was very impressed with Dubas's ability to move him and get in a guy who is going to be playing very, very important minutes for us in these playoffs in Ilya Labushkin, though. I almost had Ilya Labushkin as my biggest surprise over Timmy Lilgren because I had no idea who this guy was, and he came in, and now I love him. Like, family. <laughs> I know. So, that, I uh, almost put him there, but the fact that Kyle Dubas was able to take get him for Nick Ritchie is, like, magic. But I mean, he's also kind of performed really well. Again, completely different circumstances in Arizona, though. Yeah. Yeah, completely different circumstances. We'll, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So that's that's our postseason reaction, preseason predictions, and our award predictions from earlier in the season. Once I would say we did pretty actually, good. They were pretty good. And once the awards are actually handed out, we will uh, we will go over the actual winners. Now... We're running out of time a little bit here, but what we can do is go over each individual playoff series. I feel like that is a very important thing to do today. So we can start in the West and then we'll filter back into the East. So let's go yeah. Western Conference playoffs. So I'm actually going to be filling out my uh, my bracket as we do this. My, okay. uh, my playoff bracket. So. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and win. I don't think I'm going to, but you know. Okay. So we will start in the West. Colorado, Nashville. Let's just do rapid fire here. Uh, it's gonna be Colorado. Uh, like series score. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna Colorado in six. Colorado and four. Uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. Min yeah. Minnesota and St. Louis. Uh, Minnesota and seven. Minnesota and seven. That's what I'm saying too. Calgary, Dallas. Uh, Calgary and five. 
Calgary in five. That's what I was going to. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, Oilers and Kings. I'm going to go Kings in seven. Oilers in six. Florida, Washington. Florida in six. Florida in five. Toronto, Tampa. Or wait, Tampa. we do that one last. We do that yeah, one last. We'll do that one last. Carolina, Boston. Boston in seven. Carolina in seven. Rangers, Pittsburgh. Uh, Rangers in six. Rangers in six, and Shesterkin steals two games. <laughs> Leafs and Tampa. Like, I want to just piss you off and say Tampa in four, but I'm going to say Tampa in six. Tampa in six, eh? I'm going to go Leafs in five. And this is... Okay. 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 And this is... And this is... Hear me out. Hear me out. Dave, can you pass a drug test right now? No, I can never pass a drug <laughs> test. Anyway. So, game one. 4-3 Toronto in overtime. Game two. 5-3 Toronto. Game three. In Tampa. 4-3 Tampa in overtime. Game four, five four Toronto. Game five, Just shout out Trav Edgar's going to game four in Tampa. That's outrageous. <laughs> That's outrageous. Game five, the Leafs close out the series with a three two victory in overtime in Toronto. Just no. Yeah, that's how it's gonna happen. Yep. Those were some pretty high scores considering Andre Vasilevsky's in this series, but I don't care. Like the fact that you don't have Vasilevsky like stealing a couple games in there, like no, I have Vasilevsky stealing the game they win in overtime though. And I think other than like that's the thing to me that's scary is Vasilevsky. Other than that, their team does not scare me. I'm gonna be entirely honest with you. They don't scare me. And point from what they I should. understand, point from what I understand isn't even starting the series. Injured or what? Yeah. From what I understand, they called up Riley Nash today because point point wasn't at practice. But I'm telling you, the Leafs are a better hockey team. They finish with more points than them. That makes them a better hockey team this year. The Leafs are a better hockey team than the Tampa Bay Lightning are this year. That's why we have home ice. That's why we finish with more points than them. That's why we have more wins than them. Okay. And that's how they have to go into this series. Thinking like that. Oh, no, absolutely, absolutely. Every team has to go into the, every series thinking that way. Um, because, you know, the, the more points, more wins, like, none of that matters once the puck drops in game one. Like, the, I understand you, you, that. You played 82 games of preseason. I understand that, but we also have Austin Matthews. We also have Mitch Marner. We also have William Nylander. We also have Morgan Riley. We also have Jack Campbell can steal games too, buddy. Jack oh, I know. I, I'm, not, games I'm not saying he can't. So, but I still think there's a significant nonsense. difference between Jack Campbell and Andre Vasilevsky and their oh, ability to steal that. games. And I think there's a significant difference between Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, John Tavares over Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, and fucking Alex Kalorn. Like, sorry, I think that we're better than they are. I think that overall defensively we have a better team than they do defensively me overall i'm not they have obviously the best defenseman in the series but i think we have the second best defenseman in the series morgan riley i i truly believe that ryan callahan's uh, good he's not as good as morgan riley or not ryan callahan sean Mc, or ryan mcdonough sorry yeah, yeah no i'm sorry I'm, I'm just trying to think of tampa's decor off the top of my head sergachev chernak um ruta bogosian I, I think it'll be a lot more, uh, a lot closer than you're suggesting it'll be over five years. Oh, and I, I, I don't care. I don't, I don't give a shit. We're going to beat them, though. I'm telling you, we're going to beat them. And when we do, the rest of the league should watch the hell out. Because if the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, it's over. It's over. I'm telling you that right now. All right, second round, Dave. So we, I think we both have Colorado, Minnesota, right? We both have uh colorado minnesota so i am going to take colorado that series in seven i'm gonna say colorado in six okay 
so then in the next one, we had Calgary and I had Edmonton, which, oh, baby, what a playoff series that would be. Like, I kind of, like, I, I, I want to change my prediction just so we can get a Battle of Alberta in the playoffs, but I'm not going to. I'm not okay, going to. Okay, so that series, I think, goes seven games and I think Calgary wins it. So I've got Calgary LA and I'm going to go Calgary in six. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I had Carolina in seven. Versus I had Boston the- in seven. Okay. And you had the Rangers? Yes. Okay. So Carolina Rangers, I'm going to take Carolina out of that one in six. So I've got Boston and the Rangers and I really hate to say this, but I think it might be the Bruins in seven again. I know. I know. That's things I don't want to say that, but like, they're one of those teams where every year they just turn up in the playoffs. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, their their goaltending isn't very good though, and that's what I think we have to rely on. You know what I mean? I think I think it's been good. It's not been great. Yeah, but I just I can't. I just can't look past fucking. Pasternak, Bergeron, Marchand, just fucking, they, they just light it up in the playoffs every fucking year, and I hate it. I hate it I so much. I know. I hate it. I, 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 I can't look past it, so that's why I'm going to go Bruins in seven. Fair. Okay, so, I have Florida-Toronto, and I take Toronto in six. I've got Florida-Tampa, which would be a banger of a series, and I'm going to go Tampa in seven. Okay. So, that gives me a Western Conference final of Calgary and Colorado. Same here. And I believe in that series, I think that's probably a six-game series that Colorado takes. I'm going to go Flames in seven. I would not be surprised either way there, though. If that, if that series were to happen, banger of a series, first of all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so now that I have an Eastern Conference final of the Leafs and the Hurricanes. Ooh, that's a fun one. Yeah. And I'm going to take the Leafs in, in six. That's a real fun one. Yeah. Like, that would be, that'd be a great play. Like, I don't want it to be the conference final, um, because fuck the Leafs, but that would be a real fun playoff series. Yes. Um, I, however, have the Lightning and Bruins, and I am going to go Tampa and six. Tampa is going to make it to the final again? I have them making the final again. That's outrageous. Like, it is, but you look at that team, and it's really not. They're really, really fucking good. (laughs) Okay, so now you have a Stanley Cup final. Of Calgary and Tampa. We're running 0-4 back uh, with a different result. And I'm going to go Calgary wins that series in seven. I have the Leafs and Colorado in the final. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps. (laughs) Straight goosebumps. I'm going to go Leafs in seven. So uh, we both have Canadian teams winning the cup this year, which is interesting. Yeah. This is going to be like, there's so many fun matchups we can get here. Man, I think what an under the radar matchup that I'm looking forward to a lot is this Minnesota St. Louis series. I feel I think that's going to be super fun because I've caught a couple Minnesota games kind of in the back half of the year. Just, you know, they're on a little later at night when I'm not doing much. They're a fun team to watch. I think Calgary is going to be a real fun team to watch, whoever they play. And I don't know, for some reason, this New York uh, Rangers and fucking Pittsburgh series, it just has the feel of a shit show. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for the Leafs-Tampa series. I can't wait. This is going to be a fantastic playoff season. I'm uh, I'm a little excited to just kind of not be emotionally invested in, uh, in this at all. Oh, I'm ready to get hurt again. Oh, I am not. <laughs> I am um, ready to get hurt again. Our, our listeners will remember I said uh, after the Habs lost the cup, I'm like, this. I would much rather we miss the playoffs completely than do that again. Having finished dead last, 
I can 110% confirm it is nowhere near as painful as losing a cup final. Nowhere near. Fair. Yeah. All right. Well, that is the last episode of the regular season. Uh, oh, wait, I do have I do have one more thing for us here. Oh. Uh, a play a playoff hot take. So just, you know, even if, you know, some, you know, someone's going to shit the bed, someone's going to have a fucking, someone's going to go off, have a great uh, playoff. Just want one hot take. The refs are actually going to call penalties. <laughs> I said a hot take, not a fucking dream, Ave. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to say that. I don't actually think that. Um... I'm going to say, here's, a, here's one. Ilya Mikheyev has 10 points in the first series. Whew. Or no, I called okay. it in five. Ilya Mikheyev gets eight points in five games in the first series. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Elias Lindholm in, what, like 20-odd games? Uh, is going to put up... Uh, nearly a goal a game. I'm going to give him 18 goals in these playoffs. Elias Lindholm is going to go off. That is my hot take. That's a take. That's uh, he, a put take. Up, he put up 40 odd this year. I don't see why he's going to cool down now. That's fair. All right. So that is what we have for our listeners this week. Um, I'm a nervous wreck. Catano is chillaxed because they're We're not. We're vibing over here. Yeah. And I am absolutely not vibing so <laughs> um it could be the alcohol but it, it could also be the fact that we're 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 uh we're going into squeaky bum time it's this is a scary scary like like i said earlier in the episode best season in franchise history here's the stanley cup champions two-time stanley cup champions in the first round so it is what it is, but uh, we'll talk to you at this time next week. How many games will we have gotten in by then? I should be about Leafs. three, right? Leafs playoff schedule. So, game three will be played Friday, May the 6th. And game four will be played Sunday, May the eighth at seven. All right. So we'll have th- we'll have three under the belt. We'll be queuing up game four. Yeah. So I am either going to be very very happy, or not at all happy, and potentially suicidal. <laughs> I but, mean, like it could it could be a two one series at that point. That could that's not terrible. Yeah. We we'll we'll see we'll see we'll talk then. Um, thank you to the game entertainment and media. Uh, as always, if you haven't given them a follow, uh, go give them a follow. Always great content. Lots of different content creators. Uh, you can pretty much find anything in there for you, whoever it is. Um, anyways, we're done for the week. We will talk to you next Sunday. Peace.